Inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us just show up and get to work. If you wait around for the clouds to part and bolt of lightning to strike you in the brain, you are not going to make an awful lot of work. All the best ideas come out of the process. They come out of the work itself. This is the Self-Recording Band Podcast, the show where we help you make exciting records on your own, wherever you are, DIY style. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Self-Recording Band Podcast. I am your host, Benedict Hein, and I'm here with my friend and co-host, Malcolm Owen Flett. How are you, Malcolm? I'm great, man. How are you, Benny? I'm great. Thank you. So Fantastic. you are, you have recovered, you're rested. Yes, I'm much more well-rested. I, I was sleeping a crazy amount since I last <laughs> I was about you. to ask if you did. You actually did? Be- yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was like like yeah, ten to twelve hours for like three days, <laughs> which is very long. That was a big sleep, but I think I needed it. My body was like, "Yep, shut down." Uh, but yeah, feeling great. Back to running again, um, which is awesome. And yeah, cool. feeling feeling excited. Awesome, perfect. Uh, did Did you have a lot of catch up work to do, or like things piling up while you were away, or something like that? Because that's always what hits me when like I come home, I get some rest. But then a day home or so, um, I start getting nervous because I see all the things that I should be doing now and catch up on and all right. that. <laughs> uh, I, I did a pretty good job at saying no while I was away. So <laughs> people were messaging me and I was like, no, I I'm not going to be able to fit that in. I'm sorry that the, the gap's just too small because I'm leaving again on another show, uh, listeners in three weeks or something. Um so, so it's just a small window to get some projects done. So I, I was really good at saying no. Honestly, the thing that I was like, oh, I got to get on is actually uh, a new Mixes Unpacked course that we're doing <laughs> on this, this platform. But we got home, we started talking, and I was like, oh, I better start that immediately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it's always uh, more, more work than you think when you're just like, oh, I'm just going to talk about mixing a song. But it's, there's a lot of prep to be done. Yeah, for sure, definitely. By the time this episode airs, it could be already out. It probably is already out. Right, all goes right, yeah. The time according to plan. Um, I'm always careful with promising things like that because you never know. But it should be out. If not, sorry, we'll, won't be long. Yeah, this is coming. So, yeah, I mean, I, I I hope that one day I will be able to say what you just said. And that is like, I'm really, I was really good at saying no because that's one <laughs> critical skill that I'm completely lacking. Like, that's what's, yeah. what's always getting me. That's what always gets me into trouble, not being able to say no to potentially exciting things. But it's it's such an important skill that I need, definitely need to learn at some point. It, it's so hard and it, it hurts so bad being like, well, like I would love to do it, but you're going to have to wait till August. And it's like August feels yeah. like a long time from now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, just got to. Just got it. Just got it. Exactly. Um, All right. I, I want to do one yeah. shameless plug here. Yes. Uh, because we're we're on a roll here. So if you have listened to the intro of this podcast before, you have heard my band, Band of Rascals, playing uh, as the theme music. Um, and we're just having like this weird freakish good luck streak here where our uh, monthly listeners on Spotify have just been climbing and climbing and climbing every month. And as of today, we hit an all-new high at 40,150 monthly listeners, which is up from like 14,000. So wow. it's it's more than doubled 
by quite a bit already. Um, so I wanted to message it on, mention it on here so that people go listen to us and we just <laughs> like, let's give this thing some momentum. <laughs> yeah, sure. I find that fascinating. Is it even higher than it was when you were still active? Like, yes. So our, our, I think oh, wow. our peak was uh, 32,000 or 34,000. I can't really remember around there for an all time high when we were like at our busiest. So all of a sudden, for no reason, after a few years of dormancy, and to be clear, we're still dormant. We've got no plans of writing or doing shows or anything right now. It's just going up. Spotify is rewarding us for something. I guess people are liking it and listening to it. And yeah, I don't know. Whatever it is, we're stoked. <laughs> yeah. So you haven't been able. Sorry, you haven't been able to figure out what it actually was as of now. All we can really see is that Spotify is showing it to people. So it's like it is algorithmic, but that usually points to that people are listening to like it's giving it a shot with people and people are listening to it and and liking it and adding it to their personal playlists and stuff so so essentially people are just liking the music and it's rewarding cool. that which is great that's awesome congrats man that, that's that's really cool is it an individual song then or one or two songs or is it across the board like all your stuff it's kind of across the board um as far as last time i checked i need to check again because like there's a lot more going on than when i did check so I'll, I'll have more to report on that soon, maybe. <laughs> awesome. I was just listening to a podcast uh, interview episode or like, a, yeah, some episode with uh, Jesse Cannon, who you also had on your uh, other podcast, Your Band Sucks at Business, yep, where Jesse. they were talking about like when, when streaming numbers miraculously rise for whatever reason, for no reason. And then he, he was like, you can easily check if it's like real people or not, if you click on a song and then you, all you see is like people from, it was Indonesia back then, but they kind of closed right. the the the. the bots, farms, or whatever. But now if you see, like, what were the countries? I think it was, like, uh, Mexico, Denmark, and a couple of other countries. New Zealand, I think. If you see those countries there, then it's not people. <laughs> so, but I'm not, I'm, I'm assuming it's not the case in your case because it's across multiple songs because this ha typically happens when people buy shady yeah, deals that, that's or whatever. Yeah, that's usually a, a buy-in buy plays thing, which is not going to help you. Um, yeah, no. or incidentally, I guess, uh, America is kind of the, the fastest growing for us. Oh, that's um, a good sign. In, in the States, which is cool. Yeah. Wow, interesting. So cool to see that. That also gives, like, that's cool to know, I think, and cool to hear for people because that means even while you're not actively doing a lot, it just sort of took a life, took on a life of its own, uh, on its own. And it's, you know, this, this just, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is this goes to show that you better put care into making music because you'll never know it could blow up years from now you know you yep. never know somebody could discover it people could start to like it it could somehow fit in the context of whatever happens and then it kind of blows up so you definitely want to make sure it's it's good and sort of timeless and uh not half-assed things because you never know yeah it'll probably out outlast the project that it is created under um so that that yeah that's spot on you don't know Very where it's cool going to like, end up Perfect. All right. So before we dive into today's episode, I want to say something too. And that is, I haven't talked about it too much on the podcast lately, and I have to do it more often uh, because as you, people probably know that I'm offering coaching at this point, but for some reason, I've seen a dip in like the free calls that I'm doing at the moment, whilst having seen a rise in podcast listeners. So mm. I'm not talking about it often enough. And I, once again, want to say that I offer free coaching sessions, free one-on-one -on -one calls with me where you can get feedback on your recordings, a roadmap with steps that you can take to 
further improve your recordings, your overall production quality, and uh, a roadmap to reaching your goals as an artist. It's completely free, no strings attached. We can jump on a call, talk for an hour, and we can see where you, we can find out where you are, where you want to go, and whether or not I can help you get there. And I really want people to take advantage of that because I enjoy these conversations. I learn a lot about our community. I can help people on the spot. And every single person on this call was really happy and got a lot out of it. I know that because I'm always asking. And uh, so, yeah, please go to theselfrecordingband.com slash call and schedule a call. Worst thing that could happen is that we talk for an hour and you learn something. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think I knew that your calls, your free calls were an hour. Yeah. I think I thought they were like 15 minutes. Um, nope. Yeah, that an hour blo- long. that's incredible. And it, it blows my mind that people wouldn't be taking you up on that because they listen to us chat for an hour every week. <laughs> yeah. Um, so imagine you get your own pretty much. You get your Benny without me interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's, 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 it's so, so much fun. It's, uh, I learn a lot from these calls, obviously, too, which helps us make better content and all that. And and obviously, it's meant to for you to learn something. And yeah, um, so go to the selfrecordingband.com slash call. There is a little bit of an application um, process there that you have to go through because I only want people who really take it seriously and who also want to show who will show up on these calls because I'm there every single time, guaranteed. And uh, I don't want no show, so I want people to be there. But that's the only requirement. It doesn't cost anything except for filling out a form and then jumping on a call with me. Do it. All right. All right. Very cool. So today's episode is something a little different than what we usually do. It's one of those big picture mindset episodes. And the idea came from me seeing a post. There is a pop producer called Mark Eckert that I uh, that I've been following for a while now. He's a, a substitute co-host on another podcast that I listen to. Anyway, he's a pop producer. He also runs a sync licensing company. And I saw a post that he made where he addressed the problem of like where people are feeling uninspired or they lack, they don't feel creative. They feel like they don't know what they should write about. They feel like they're running out of ideas. And he made a video and posted it on Instagram and talked about this problem because, and, and, I've, and I wanted to talk about this because I found his video pretty cool. And I wanted to talk about this topic because from my conversations that I have with people on the coaching calls or in my actual coaching program, I know from conversations with people in our community also, I know that this is a true problem for a lot of people. And I've experienced that myself too, that sometimes we just don't know what we should write about or we get stuck in the same topics over and over again, or we have to sort of try and force ideas or try to manufacture um, a plan where we want to switch our, like in uh, in the style or genre that we're in or whatever, or we we feel like we have to reinvent ourselves or our sounds. And so this can be a true problem. And I think that authentic art is what resonates with people and that is always art that comes from your personal experiences, from things you have experienced, seen, whatever in your life, talked about, heard about, read about. And it comes from how you see the world, from speaking your truth. So basically the topic of this episode title could be that, this is a quote that Mark used in this video, art is an expression of life, so go and experience some life. And I want to talk about that. And I want to give you, and so Malcolm and I want to give you a couple of ideas that you can implement to solve this problem, to get your creativity back, to feel inspired again, and to draw from the experiences and everything that happens around you, basically, and how you can actually do that and get out of your bubble in a way. So I hope this makes sense. Absolutely. It's a long-winded way of saying uh, that we're going to talk about 
writer's block, maybe. Yep. And so let's get into this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think more than ever, people have maybe been uh, living in their rooms for a couple of years now. So uh, if you're feeling stuck, it's not really a big surprise. So I hope this helps. Yes, totally. I hope so too. And uh, it kind of helped me even think about this and prepare this episode because because I feel like that too, just like every other person. So I spend a lot of time in my studio. I kind of have two full-time things here that I do, the mixing and the coaching, and spend a lot of time alone in my room. I talk to people. Thankfully, like I have these conversations, so I'm not entirely isolated, but I'm not as active in the, my community or scene or whatever as I was back then when I was still in a band and organizing shows and all of that. So, and And I also need to actively make time for things outside of music because if I don't do that, I kind of default to just thinking, talking, and working on music all day, like thinking about, talking about, and working on music all day. And this has led me to to, to points where I've, I've just felt stuck and I felt uninspired and I needed to get out and do something else just in order to get some perspective, get some new, you know, things that I could use in, in my work. Yeah. I'd say the first I, I thing... Have- Sorry, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say, I kind of have the perfect analogy, which is going to just drive our audience mental. But what if we relate it to running? (laughs) Um, (laughs) We don't talk about running enough on this podcast. It's in the outline. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, yes, you talk about running for a different reason. But, uh, because you said you're you're kind of living in music all day, every day. And, And I think there are probably somebody, there's probably somebody listening to this podcast. I think that is thinks that is a good thing and that's going to help them output as much art and and have inspiration and just if you're living in music all all day long but if we relate it to running and if you were to run all day every day you're going to get really sore and eventually injured and then you can't run at all until you rest right so that that is kind of the cycle that does happen in music as well if you don't get out there and and kind of fill your life with other experiences and give your mind room to like develop ideas and and all of these things that we're going to talk about today, you're going to just hit a block and have no no inspiration or energy to create with. Um, and, and then what do you know? No no new music will come out of you. Yes, absolutely. I love and I love the way that Mark puts it in his in his little video that he posted where he was like, maybe hang out here less and hang out here more. And the first when he said the first sentence he showed the studio and then the second part of the sentence he showed nature and a river or whatever outside. Uh, and then he said, maybe spend less time with this, showing guitars, spend more time with that, showing his dog, you know. So this is exactly what you're talking about, just getting, uh, seeing and experiencing things outside of music and actively doing that and making time for that is, is really, really crucial. So so the first thing on our list here is, and that is something that I think a lot of creatives are struggling with. If you're an introvert, which a lot of us are, if you like, you mean, I mean, the fact that you like sitting in front of the computer for hours and creating music and doing all of that, it probably could be a sign that you are at least some 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 sort of like introvert or have a tendency like that. I certainly have. I'm perfectly happy without people around me for long periods of time, so I don't get bored. I have plenty of things to do. I need to sort of make myself go out. I enjoy it when I do, but I'm totally fine by myself. So and a lot of us are. So if you are an introvert... Maybe leave your comfort zone and connect with people actively. Nice side effect of that will be not only inspiration and seeing something else, but also connections with other people, collaborations, unexpected potential opportunities. You know, there's a lot to be gained by just leaving your comfort zone, reaching out to people either personally or just over the internet for starters, like just 
reach out and and talk to other humans and get new perspectives. I think that is something that a lot of us need to do more often, uh, especially m maybe now after this whole COVID thing where we were isolated in front of the computers even more. And for introverts, this could this could lead to like a, a really a real isolation problem without e you even noticing. So, absolutely, yep, yeah, nothing really to add. Just uh, getting outside of your comfort zone is kind of the key phrase there, and and that can be in small steps like joining uh, like a you know our Facebook community. If you're not already in there, you could make a connection in there that leads to some exciting new music um, opportunities for you. Or if you want to go bigger, you know, getting out to a show and meeting some more musicians in your community, stuff like that. Um, and then on the flip side, it doesn't have to be music related at all. You could just go and like to the dog park and meet somebody there. And, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be music related was the, the big thing to stress. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now for the next one, I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, Malcolm. And this is, I personally love routines uh, so much so mm -hmm. that I... Maybe I'm going too far in some parts of my life. Like I, I, I have routines and habits and processes and structures around everything, even my, my personal life, which maybe is a little crazy. But I just love routines because they give me – I do that because I feel like I can be more – we've talked about that on other episodes. But I feel like I can be even more creative and do better work and focus more if I sort of systemize all the stuff that just has to be done. That being said – Sometimes I need to switch it up still and I need to get rid of some routines, even if they're good ones. I need to, even if it's just for a while, I need to get rid of them, try something new just because I find myself doing the same things over and over again. And that can, you know, I don't know. That's, I think that's, that can be detrimental to creativity. This can be, mm -hmm. this can lead to, yeah, being, feeling uninspired or feeling like you've created yourself a, a nine to five or something that you actually don't want or whatever, or like too much structure. So as much as I love routines, I also have to sometimes break them and completely do something completely different, even if it feels weird at the beginning. But what happens yeah. is I might go back to my routines, but this short break from that, that interrupt, basically that pattern interrupt that happens is like always beneficial. And, and I'm more excited To, to be working again after that. And like, you know, I, but I don't know, maybe that's just me. Do you feel like that too? Do you sometimes completely ignore your, uh, some of your rhythms or routines or habits or, or entirely re replace them with new ones? Or do you just keep yeah. everything the same because it works and you don't want to touch it? So the reason we do, we try and get ourselves into routines and build habits and, and, And muscle memory and stuff like that. Like, you know, picture practicing a riff that's hard. Eventually, you don't even have to think about it anymore. You can just play it and like your brain isn't hurting by the end of it, you know? But when you start learning a new song or imagine, do you remember when you started learning guitar and how much your brain hurt as you tried to like make your middle finger go down for a bar chord? And you're like, how do yeah. I press just that one finger? And uh, like your, your brain literally, you get a headache by the end of the guitar lesson because yeah. you're using so much mental power. And that stops as you get good at this and that is what routines do they they take we're kind of offloading a certain amount of brain power because our it's it's memory it's it's familiar and we don't have to use all this processing power to get the job done and that is really great except for when we need to use it for something like songwriting you know it, like it's kind of the opposite we need our brain to engage we want to use like as much processing power as we can so i i totally agree i like to I've got like certain things I like to break up. Like anytime I go for a run, I can't believe it. We're talking about running again. Uh, I, I I always take a different route. Like without a doubt, I'm going to take a turn that I 
I haven't, I well, if in a perfect world, haven't done before, but I've ran the hell out of my mountain now. So it's getting hard <laughs> yeah. to find new new paths. But it's always like unpredictable and a spur of the moment decision um, to avoid. Yeah, like I just find that it's like, okay, I'm going to make an uncomfortable choice. I don't know where this trail is going to take me and how long it's going to take me. But let's just see it through. Stuff like that, I really like doing. Um, I'm, I, I do this all over the place, actually, and it's super weird. Like, I, I'll try and park in a new parking spot, so I have to take a different walk to my grocery store or whatever. Um, like, yeah. little decisions like that. Doing laundry, I'm going to not put my socks away first this time. I'm going to... And, and sometimes yeah. I'll switch drawers. Like, my, my underwear now goes on the opposite side. My socks go on the other side. Like, weird shit like that. I'm constantly yeah. trying to kind of wake my brain up. <laughs> in these yeah. little moments I, I swear it helps me but maybe I'm just crazy as Absolutely. well Absolutely <laughs> do, you, do you know because when you're talking about like uh, laundry and stuff at home do you know the feeling of when you rearrange something even something minor in a room it's the same items the same room nothing new but you rearrange things and you go somewhere and you come back in and it feels like you've renovated the house or something it just feels yeah. you just like your home more for whatever reason and it just feels good just because things are different because you're, as you yeah. said your brain wakes up and all of a sudden you see your actual items that you like and you know and you haven't seen them before in a weird way Totally. Absolutely. Honestly, I heard that doing stuff like this was good for kind of combating Alzheimer's. <laughs> That's like my main <laughs> reason that I started doing stuff like this. Um, but I think it has other benefits too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. And I think this, this it has positive side effects on on creativity and, and making music because you you just, yeah, you, as you say, you, you wake your brain up, you see things differently. And maybe even these personal things can, I think, be beneficial to your creativity in music. But then when you do it, on the actual music side and you switch things up as you create, you use a different guitar pedal or you, you change mm -hmm. the order of pedals for whatever reason or you you try completely new plugins this time or you're going to start, you know, maybe even download a different DAW and experiment with that and see what comes out of it or whatever. Something completely oh, yeah. new. Not every time because that would be like wildly inefficient and, and, and weird, but like every now and again, doing something like that could give you a little boost in your creativity and inspiration maybe yeah Hopefully. absolutely yeah I, I i assume you do that in mixing too when you like maybe try a new plugin or or just get rid of an entire chain and try something you've never done or whatever yeah absolutely yeah like i think we've said on the podcast uh, a new guitar pedal equals a new song like <laughs> you yeah. can't help but write a new song once you have like this new sound in front of you and it's the same for mixing you know those anytime you get stuck if you just introduce a new element it's probably going to help you overcome that yeah for sure and when it comes to because we want to talk about things outside of music what um i think what you could also do is just maybe change the time you work on music maybe mm -hmm. if you want to get um inspiration from from outside and that you can take into that you can use then in, in your in your music making maybe just switch it from instead of I don't know, instead of making music at night, maybe go out tonight and meet people and be somewhere and then maybe do that on a Friday night where you would usually make music maybe. And then instead of right. that, start making music Saturday morning after that experience or whatever, you know, just changing the routine around that and, and replacing some habits with others. So, okay, cool. Now the next one, unfortunately, is going to be about running <laughs> because it's about finding a hobby that both helps you clear your mind and challenges you physically and or emotionally or mentally, which for me is running. What I mean by that is that you should have, I think you should have something outside of music that is just as, or, or maybe not just as, but also fascinating to you that you love. Um, you, you, many people will have one thing that they absolutely love the most and are most passionate about. 
But maybe you can find another thing that you really like doing and that you really like putting energy into. And ideally, it's something that's also a little bit challenging, that helps you clear your mind, that helps you focus on this one thing, that helps you forget about music. And you can take the lessons learned in that and apply it to music and vice versa. You can learn about yourself, about you, about how you how you deal with certain challenges maybe. That's the big thing about running for me is part of this is this mental challenge. It's physically challenging, but it's also mentally challenging. And every time I overcome something hard when I run, I can use that in other areas of my life. You know, I, it's a weird way of, I don't know, it, it just helps. So it doesn't have to be running, but maybe you can find some other hobby that's challenging either physically or mentally or both or emotionally. And you'll learn, it will be hard, but you'll learn a lot. And that will definitely influence how you do other creative things. At least I believe so. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think it's healthy I know. to have a, a second obsession, sort of. Yeah, 100%. Because if if music is your only obsession and you're obsessed to the point where you're listening to this podcast, um, which you all are, <laughs> you're all obsessed with music, by the way, if you hadn't noticed, it, it's really easy for it to get to kind of an unhealthy level. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think having a, another hobby that is more just for fun or more just for, or for like mental relief or whatever it is, um, is, is really important because I, I think the people that listen to this podcast tend to take music very seriously, which is great. But you, yeah. you also want, you don't want it so serious that you're not enjoying it anymore. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm running is also for me, obviously that's very clear by now, I think, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I'm, I'm sure you could find something. Um, and, and I told you, encourage you too. So if, if music is the only medicine that you've got, you, there's, you should experiment until you find a second one. Yeah. And it could be all sorts of things. It's just like, you know, as like Brian Hood, who we both know, who roasts his own coffee and many people do, that could be something, you know, it could mm -hmm. be gardening, could be whatever. Something doesn't have to be a sport, but just try and yep. find something else. Yep, totally. All right, cool. Now, what else do we have here? Yeah, that's a general one, but I think an important one, and that is, I put I wrote down pay attention and be mindful because there's you know I think even if you don't do any of the things we were talking about if if you do the same things that you've always done I think even then you could discover new things if you just pay close attention to what is actually happening and if you're mindful mm. because a lot of things are happening around you all day probably even if you're like just going to the grocery store you're probably doing something outside of music or your home but it's just not very exciting things maybe but even then things are happening around you could be nature could be people could be conversations that are happening could be you know something going on in politics or society relationships your own emotions, whatever, things are happening all the time, but you might not recognize that they are happening. And if you pay close attention to what's actually happening and to how you react to that, could give you new inspiration, new insights. You learn about yourself, maybe. You learn something about yourself. You, I don't know. I find that this is a very interesting practice. I do that like very often, actually, now. And, and meditation was sort of what got me into this where I try to, not only when I meditate, I try to be mindful and pay attention, but also I try to, to to do the same thing when I'm standing in line at the grocery store. I try to really see what is actually happening. Like, what what clothes are people wearing? What are people doing? Like, what, I don't know, mm. what's the weather outside? What, do, what does this tree actually look like? Or whatever. It's things we just usually right. see but don't pay attention to. I try to really see them. And it's kind of fascinating if you do that. 
And um, it is, yeah. So, so I think that could also be be helpful if you just practice that. And then also at the end of the day, that's also a cool exercise. Try to just reflect on what has actually happened today, what you did, and how you reacted to certain situations. Because then you'll, yeah, I think that is also part of it. That's just in the moment being attention, uh, paying attention, but then also reflecting back and like thinking about what was actually cool, what was not so cool, and how you react to different things. And that might again teach you something about yourself. And might be things that you could actually put into words that might resonate with other people too, which could lead to a song idea or some other piece of art. You know, these are your personal experiences. And, you know, I don't know. I, I think this is, yeah, I don't know. This works. It works for me. And I think you should at least try it. You should give it a try. It's a cool exercise. Definitely. Yeah. Just be uh, the, the main key points are being like mindful in the moment and then reflective whenever you have the time to be um, and schedule it. If you can't schedule, it'll be like a reflective period into every day. You'll, you'll be very grateful for that investment in your time. Hey friend, this is Benedict from the selfrecordingband.com. And if you are producing your own songs, I have a question for you. Do you ever listen to your music and feel like something is just off? Maybe the drums sound weak, or the guitar tone bothers you, maybe the vocals don't really cut through the mix, or the whole thing just doesn't sound finished and professional, but you can't really put your finger on it. I know you want to release big, punchy, professional sounding songs, right? The type of authentic, unique art that connects with your audience on a deep level. But you're just not sure what's missing with your recordings. Somehow you just can't connect all the dots. And I get it, the amount of things to learn and all the conflicting information out there can be really overwhelming especially if you're a lone wolf trying to figure it all out on your own, right? Now here's the good news. Whether you've been self-recording for years or you're just setting up your first home studio, I want to offer you my personal one-on-one -on -one help. As long as you are determined to put in the work, I'm offering a limited amount of free one-on-one -on -one coaching calls with me. On this hour-long call, we'll dive deep into your recordings and create a personalized roadmap for you to finally solve the issues you're struggling with so that you can release music that you'll be proud of forever. If you are ready to see and believe that it's actually possible to achieve your goals and make the records you've always wanted to make, then go to theselfrecordingband.com slash call and apply for one of my limited coaching spots. I can assure you that making exciting and successful DIY records is very doable. We've done it, lots of other people have done it, you can do it as well. Talk soon, theselfrecordingband.com slash call. Yeah, absolutely. So, and a lot of, I've, I've read a lot about like how, how artists outside of music, like painters or whatever, who like how they, what they use for inspiration or where they draw their inspiration from. And a lot of the things that they use are basic things that happen to us every single time. They just pay attention. It's just as we said in the beginning, art is an expression of life. They see something, they react to it, they want to write about it or paint a picture mm -hmm. or put it into some, you know, put it out to the world, share it with others, that experience. And oftentimes it's not something really spectacular. It's, but, you know, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. Okay. So the next one, also big one. And that's something I want to ask you again, Malcolm. I don't know. Uh, we've, I think we've never talked, we've, we've never talked about this, but... I'm sometimes I'm struggling with always having to compare myself to others and therefore not 
I don't know, having a hard time like creating something really unique because I automatically try to do the same thing that other people do, even though it's not mm. what I should be doing. So it's hard to describe that. But if you're an artist, if you're a, music, a musician, and you follow a lot of bands and creators and artists on the internet, and you see what they're doing, what they're putting out, their video content, their songs, their music, all of that, and you like them, you follow them, and you do a lot of that, a lot of us start to compare ourselves to these people and we try to make something similar, which is can be cool because we need inspiration and we need, you know, otherwise we wouldn't have anything that we could relate to. But I think it can also be, at least for me, it can be pretty dangerous because it could lead to either imposter syndrome and not doing anything at all because you think you, you will never be as good as those people, or it can lead to automatically always copying other people's art instead of figuring out what it is that you mm -hmm. want to make and you want to express. So I'm not sure if that is just something that I'm struggling with or is that something that you've also experienced because it, I think it is yeah. dangerous in today's world where um, we're constantly able to compare ourselves to other creators and artists. Yeah, I think most of us live in uh, one of two spaces where this is either um, like looking at others for inspiration and and you know, quotation marks, copying them is either exactly what they need to do or the exact thing they need to stop doing. Um, it's really easy to get fixated on, on you know, trying to like write a song in the latest style of your favorite band kind of thing. And then everybody's got the same kind of music happening. You see it happen in music scenes, like like little bubbles of, of bands that all sound and dress the same uh, in this one town kind of thing. And sometimes that leads to great things, but <laughs> not always, you know? Um, yeah. And yeah, you can definitely lose like the opportunity for some original thoughts. But that being said, I, I do think that if you're intentional, you can learn so much by analyzing the the success of other people. It, it's really a balancing act. Yeah, I, I think it just kind of takes, it takes some time and experimentation to kind of find your groove with this of how to pull what you need from other people, but mm -hmm. only only what you need and, and not get fixated on doing, like you said, stuff that isn't right for you. There's, yeah, I, I don't really know how to explain that other than I hope it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. And I'm glad you brought that up, that it can be beneficial of course, or it can be exactly what people need to do more is like so some people need to listen more to other people's music um, to figure out what actually works, what resonates with people, what is cool about that music. They need that to to find to figure out what they actually like, and then. But the key is you need to take those influences. I think figure out what it is that you like about them, what it is that resonates with you, and then add your own personal experiences to that and create your own version of like combining these different influences plus your own personal experiences like mm -hmm. and create your own art from that. I think it's impossible to create something without the influence of others or what you've heard because I mean how we always you, you draw on what's been done before and then you add your own thing to it. It's if I think I've interviewed uh, Greg Benick once on my other podcast. He's a genius he and he he says he's a songwriter as well and he says that if you make something, if you would try to make something entirely new that has nothing to do with anything that anybody's ever heard, then chances are like it's it's very unlikely that anybody would like that because it's not relatable. We've never heard that right. before, so we can't we won't remember any emotions or experiences or anything else. So it's like you know what should we do with this? So it's it's cool that we take inspiration from other artists and we observe what they do. We figure out what we like, but it's important to then turn this into our own thing and add our own personal experiences and not just try and and be another 
like a, a copy of that basically because a yeah. it will never be as good as the original and b it's not authentic and not yours and it's going to be it's going to be um uninspired and uh it, it's not going to feel very creative so there's this yeah. fine line and, and yeah, it's, it's very easy yeah. to go through like a phase yeah. as well where you think yeah. this is what you want to be doing and then once it's all done you're like okay i don't know why we went down this road for so long <laughs> yeah and, and yeah totally and part of it i think is also the paying attention thing the being mindful and paying attention thing because even if you've been listening to a certain artist for a while maybe you need to pay attention more to some of the details maybe try to think about what you actually like about that song that you listen to all the time why is that cool what makes what does it make you feel and um just try and experience the music maybe differently try to get a new perspective or something because then you can if once you figure out what it is that works with you that that like that you like about this maybe you can add those elements to your own music but not necessarily the whole thing and uh, i think this switching perspectives and really experiencing the music and what it does to you is more important than the actual techniques or chords or whatever it's like figuring out why why this song ends up being on your playlist every single day right yeah I think, again, this kind of goes back to being uh, introspective and, and reflecting on on what's mm -hmm. happening um, and what you're writing and stuff like that. I think the the best songwriters I know can tell you who influenced the song that they just showed me. They're like, yeah, I was thinking about Hotel California when I wrote this one kind of thing. It's like, okay, you're, yeah. it was intentional you know, to draw on that style, not just you happen to be listening to the Eagles and you accidentally ripped off Hotel California. It's going to be better <laughs> if it's an intentional inspiration. <laughs> yes, totally. And you know, it's, it all happened to us at some point where we uh, wrote, and that's totally okay, but like, it's sometimes hilarious when you write a song and you're really excited about it and you think it's the best thing ever, only to discover two weeks later that it's the exact same riff that another band used and you subconsciously, whatever, you, you copied that and you didn't realize yep. that it is the exact thing and then it's so disappointing because you can't use it. I think, I mean, that's happened a lot uh, to me where I, I wrote something and I totally thought it was mine and but I, it was a complete ripoff of some other, other song and I didn't even notice while I was doing it. So Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's cool um, when that happens, you know? And then you just... Again, why why did you why did you what did you like about this? Maybe you can make another version of that that is yours, and uh, you know, yeah, yeah there, there's something to be pulled from it for sure. Yeah. Um, now to flip this on its head, yes, we've been talking about like expanding horizons a lot. Um, yeah, but I I do also like the idea of forcing creativity through limitation. And again, this is just something that I find recurring among like the the professional songwriters that I come across that can just turn it on is that they're, they're pretty diligent. They, they kind of work creativity like a muscle and train it. Um, and, and kind of force creativity through limitation is a great way of doing that. So they might say, okay, I got 30 minutes to write a song. Or maybe it's just write a hook. Or maybe it's 30 minutes to write th like as many hooks as I can. Or even better, the whole band's in on it and they split off into splinter groups and they all have to go write uh, a hook and then they bring it back and whoever writes the one they think is the best, that's their next song idea. You know, there's like little challenges um, mm -hmm. and that might be, okay, we're only allowed to use three songs this time. If you're a prog band, that's going to be really hard, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and or or it's going to be like this key and starts with uh, piano instead of guitar and you're a guitarist. Um, you know, like anything you do that pushes you out of your, I mean, this is pushing you out of your, your zone actually. It is expanding horizons, but it's kind of also making you have to work within some rules, and that's going to make you have to choose decisions that aren't comfortable. 
Yes, for sure. So can't, I, can't a, recommend that enough. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big believer in that in that too. Yeah, as we said before, I, I totally believe that. But even if you, that's still um, still everything we said before is of course true because if you force yourself to to be creative or if you kind of just show up and do the creative work and you put these limitations on you and then that all works, but it only works if you've experienced anything that you can then mm-hmm. turn into a song during that you know focused work that you that you put in. So still you have to leave your bubble, you have to do all the things we said uh, before so that you then when you are in writing mode and when you are uh, focused and you do a challenge like that, you have something that you could then quickly use uh, because if not yes. it, it's going to be very hard. But I'm I'm absolutely absolutely a fan of this what you just said Malcolm. I think that creative work is, is also work and that requires you to just show up and do it and be okay with the fact that sometimes it's going to be crappy and it, maybe it's going to take 10 yes. uh, tries until something good comes out and a lot of writers have told me that they write 100 crappy pages and then one good one shows up and that's just part of the process yep. so I think you just have to show up and do the work and there's this famous quote I keep thinking about it but I don't think I can say correctly and I don't even remember the artist but it's, I think I've even mentioned it on the podcast before where he's like, basically what he was saying is that you can't sit there and wait for inspiration to 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 strike you, basically. Or um, I don't know what he what his exact words were, but he's like, inspiration, but his, the bottom line was inspiration is for amateurs and professionals just show up and do it, basically, and put in the work. Um, and he, he was an artist, and but he still believed in that because, yeah, I think that I think that's true. I think that's absolutely true. And, you know, it, maybe you can't force an outcome in that session, but the process will definitely lead to an outcome if you just keep doing it. Yeah, totally yeah consistency, consistency will definitely yield results eventually. Now, to challenge one more kind of belief about this uh, is that because like, we've been talking about, you know, expanding your experiences so you have something to draw on. And I think a lot of people skip the fact that it doesn't have to be real. <laughs> yeah. You uh, you've probably read a yes. fiction book that you like, you know. Good one. Um, if, you, if everybody's probably read, you know, either Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or Game of Thrones, one yeah. of those, it's, yeah. chances are high, and you've loved it. And that is all fictional make believe stuff. Um, I, I'm sure there's some real stuff drawn on to to create those works, of course, but. Chances are some of your favorite songs are about fictional stories as well. And and fiction can still connect with people emotionally. So uh, I'm, one of our bullet points on here is read. Read books. You will get some creative bandwidth out of that 100%, not to mind all the other benefits that come from it. But also, uh, you know, treat your songs like you're writing a book. You you might be able to tell a story through, a, through fiction. Um, yes. So it doesn't have to be... You know, you don't have to go through hell to write a sad song. <laughs> no, such a good one. Such a good one, dude. Because, and, and in fact, it is kind of real because what I said, it, it's about speaking your truth and about expressing how you see the world, how you deal with things and all of that. And that can totally be done in fiction because if you read a book, even if it's a fictional one, um, or if you write fiction, then you still what you write down is still how you react to certain things, how you, uh, what what a certain story made you think or or feel or, it's still you, it's your personality, you can't help it, 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 it can be, can't um, happen in the real world or in a, in a story, 
But at the end of the day, it's still how you, it's your values, how you see the world. It's how you feel about things. So it is actually pretty real, I think. And the it's just a different way of communicating that, I think. So, yep, absolutely. It doesn't have to be real life experiences. And that is maybe totally. very helpful for some people who have a hard time going out and who are introverts maybe because if you can't really do that, but you can experience things by reading books or watching movies or whatever, then a whole world of like emotions and thoughts and feelings will open up that you can use and and put into your own words and, and use in your stories that you're telling. So, Yeah, you might not be comfortable sharing your own experiences too. You might want to keep yeah. stuff private to yourself. So yeah. this allows you to still output... Uh, yes. a different type of story. Yes, absolutely. Such a great one. I found the quote, by the way, the guy is called Chuck Close. And I think I've mentioned it before, but the quote was, inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us just show up and get to work. If you wait around for the clouds <laughs> to part and bolt of lightning to strike you in the brain, you are not going to make an awful lot of work. All the best ideas <laughs> come out of the process. They come out of the work itself. So that's the quote. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yep, it's true. Uh, and the limitations part, in addition to that, uh, that's also a big one that you said. Like, not just showing up, but maybe limiting yourself even in some some way. Yeah, you, you never know, right? Uh, simplifying things is tend to work. Uh, you know, it, it, It's like a tried and true method of improving a product, so why not for a song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Business, it's the same thing. Business is also, I don't talk a lot about this, obviously, on this podcast, but it's it's a creative thing, actually, to build a business, especially in the creative industry like we are. But it's the same thing. There's this cool exercise that you can do where it's like, what, like, just pretend you've lost everything, all your, all your money, everything you've ever had, every platform, every website, you're starting from zero. Like, what would you do to get back to where you were if you only had like if you lost everything and you only had 30 days of time or something there's this this exercise that you can do and then you really have to be creative and come up with ways you know how you could make that happen and oftentimes if you do an exercise like that with those kind of limitations new ideas come up that you can then actually use in real life even without having this yeah. problem and in music could be the same thing you have all the tools in the world and you you your options are limitless but what if you only had these two plugins and 24 hours to make a song or whatever. Like, how would you pull that off if you had to, you know? And then you can be creative and maybe you discover something that's really useful. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Love it. Really cool. All right. Hope this was a helpful episode. I know that, um, I actually know, and I, f I think that I, I really like that. I think that's a cool thing. I know that our audience or at least part of our audience really likes these big picture episodes. So if that is the case, please reach out and tell us or share this episode with your friends. Tag us on Instagram or at Malcolm Owen Flood, at Benedictine are our Instagram handles. Um, share the episodes, post a screenshot, give us a review on wherever you listen to podcasts. Let us know if you like these kinds of things. And of course, there's gonna, also going to be a thread in the community again. So yeah, thank you for listening. Awesome. Yeah, talk, talk to you, to you next week. Sorry, what is that? Oh, I, I was just saying thank you and bye as well. Okay. <laughs> awesome. <thing>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Bye. See you next week. <laughs>
If you are really serious about your music, if you want to reach your goals as a self-recording artist, then please apply now for the Self-Recording Syndicate, our coaching program that takes you from where you are to being able to completely independently produce and release exciting sounding music forever. If you join that program, you're going to be part of a very, very passionate, dedicated, committed group of self-recording artists from all around the world. And you're going to get a roadmap, guidance, feedback, personal access to me and the team. We're going to do everything, literally everything we can to help you make the best recordings you can possibly make. And it all starts with a free first call, completely free, no strings attached. Best case scenario, we're going to end up working together and we're going to completely transform the way your music sounds. Worst case scenario, you're going to get an hour of free coaching and an action plan that you can then take and implement on your own. So if that sounds interesting to you, get started now with your first completely free call by going to theselfrecordingband.com slash call or just click the link in the show notes. See you next week.